nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This episode, we are talking Wedge returning to Star Wars. Freddie Prince Jr. hates Star Wars fans. Ryan Johnson says that his Star Wars trilogy may never happen. The CW may want Batwoman and Supergirl to cross over. And Ed Norton and Jared Leto feel betrayed. Hmm. Joining me this week are Ethan and Chris. I Welcome, feel guys. so betrayed. He actually enunciated. It was crazy. Yeah, like got through the first line with a welcome to the world. Well, I think it's because he slowed down this time. Yeah, so he wasn't I trying did to slow down. He wasn't trying to spit everything. Well, out he slowed and... down, but also was not on like you know tons of rum or something. Welcome to the going to happen. It's going to be notable. crazy. So, uh, Wedge is returning to Star Wars. I thought we were going to talk about LA Comic Con. Oh wait, none of us went. No, we no. didn't go. But apparently, there were a lot of jokers. Yeah, we knew there was going to be yeah. yeah. Uh, and Comic-Con, is going to be a lot of Jokers, and WonderCon is going to be a lot of Jokers, and Halloween is going to be a lot of Jokers. And for the rest of time, everyone's going to be, that's the, that's the, the prominent... Random to- a random that's Tuesday the only w- That's the one. only Joker performance that counts. See, I always thought that L.A. Because every, like, every time you get one, you notice when you get Jack Nicholson, they're just like, this is the Joker. No one else can ever do this. Oh, and yeah. Heath Ledger's like, no, 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 this is, this is the Joker. And then Jared Leto is like, this is not the Joker. <laughs> and then he, Joaquin Phoenix comes out like, yeah, oh, Heath who? No, forget that. This uh, is the one because... I still, I still think Heath Ledger... Oh, I do too. And but I've it's, talked it's, to the, it's that general consensus where people kind of just... Whatever the newest one is, they say the, the ones before it are completely... Oh, yeah. Ones. There was one guy I was talking to on Facebook about, about it, and he said, no, 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 this Joker is so much better. I said, no. Heath's, jo- Heath's monologue, when he's hanging upside down, and he describes himself and what he his purpose, is way better than... Then Joaquin's monologue when what? he's on the TV show and he explains who he is. What? I said, hands what? down, that's what makes Heath's Joker so much better. Yeah, just from watching like previews and trailers and kind of who he is, I feel like Robert De Niro has turned into Jack Nicholson, in which he's just Robert De Niro now. In a way. No matter yeah. whatever he does. Jack Nicholson in the last quarter of his career, which is, Jack Nicholson won an Oscar for playing Jack Nicholson. You see about Schmidt and you're watching and you're like, yeah. that's just Jack Nicholson. That's I thought you were talking about when he won for A Few Good Men. No, no, no. I'm talking the last Oscar he won yeah. when he went for About Schmidt. I think mean, I saw that movie. That movie's not that great. People were raving about that film. Like, it's okay. But it's also, that's just Jack Nicholson. And right. you watch Robert De Niro now, and you're like, that's just Robert De Niro. And he showed up for Alec Baldwin's roast, and I don't know why. And he just yeah, sits that in that weird. chair, and he looks like a little gnome. And there's everyone made jokes about him being old. Of course. Which he is. And then other people were like, oh, I'm going to die. Because it feels like Robert De Niro still like, hey, I'm connected to all these type of people. I mean, I made you know, I well, made all remember, these, I made all these mobster movies for a reason. Well, remember he did uh, Bad Grandpa with uh, Adam Sandler. No, yep, Bad Sorry, Grandpa. No. It wasn't. It was that was uh, Bad Grandpa. Yes, yeah. Johnny Knoxville wasn't. It? No, that was um, no. That bad, no, I think Bad Grandpa is Johnny Knoxville. You're isn't that the isn't that the one where he, he he hired that kid and he's basically doing all the stuff where he's Super inappropriate, isn't it called Bad Grandpa? Yeah. Well, then what's the one with Robert De, uh, with Robert De Niro and um, um, Zach Efron? Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Dirty Grandpa, maybe. Yes. Oh wait, no. Okay, Dirt, yes. I think we Dirty got a mix. Gran- Dirty Grandpa. I think Dirty Grandpa is the. No, Dirty Grandpa is the Robert De Niro. Okay. Bad Grandpa is the Johnny. Knoxville. Which is funny because the Johnny Knoxville one is the Dirty Grandpa. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I want to say, is this the the record time that we had to go on a tangent? <laughs> You mean right off the bat? Yeah. I think off the bat's the where to go. That's the we thing. We announced everything we're going to talk about. And then went on and was like, you know what? We're going to talk about <laughs> the Joker later. That, sure. But it was just... It was we're just, just going to start talking about something completely we're, different. We're talking about Bobby De Niro, okay? Hmm? You talking about me? Which is still kind Are you talking of about me? topic. Because yeah, I don't see anybody Joker. else here, so we're talking about me. No, it's not off the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of another old guy... Wedge is returning to Star Wars. Wow. (laughs) Um, Segway. We see how long it takes Rich to name the actor. I've already lost it. Because I just a second. I almost said, well, Robert De Niro said he was never going to come back. (laughs) I bet you you know his relation to Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, he's his uncle, yeah. It's Dennis Lawson. Dennis Lawson, yes. Yes, Dennis Lawson famously was uh, supposed to be in Force Awakens in a cameo role, and he turned it down. 
because he said he wasn't willing to do it if it was just going to be for a few minutes. And so we didn't think we would ever see Wedge again. He's a huge character in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy in the books. And now apparently he is he's, he's like, in episode nine because oh, wait. God forbid we should find out anything when the movie opens. Well, we already know that Akbar's son's in it. I just saw that today. It pissed me off. Oh, too. it pissed me off when I saw it today too. Oh, I didn't hear that, but thanks for ruining it. So thanks. <laughs> well, if we're if it's ruined, I got a us, feeling. I got a feeling. A lot of this stuff. There's supposedly the trailer is supposed to drop sometime. It's Monday. It's Monday. Right? Yeah. Which uh, so you get a new trailer John on Monday. Boyega's agent leaked that. Yeah, it was John Boyega's agent said it was the 14th. There's no confirmation from Disney, but I imagine it's in Monday Night Football. It, they said it's Monday Night Football. Yeah. I really uh, feel Wedge coming back is like. Oh, seven and eight made over a billion dollars. Yeah, I can make some money now. He'd be interesting. Well, I'm sure he was making probably he would have made bank in the first one too for whatever role he had. <laughs> well, but. not for him making bank, but he's like, you know what? I can use some money. Yeah, I'll come back to doing. No, he's actually. Can I have more than one line in this one? That's what I'm. It's going to be interesting to see what his role is because if it is just a line or a small scene, then you sort of wonder why he turned down episode seven. Right. That's 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 the interesting part of the story to me is that we know he's admitted he turned it down. Yep. In an interview, he said yeah, they offered me a role, but I wasn't going to do it just to do a cameo. Do basically what he did. In but the first what two. is he going to do in episode nine? That's not a cameo. I mean, you're already you're already shoehorning in new characters that we know. We can't imagine that Billy D. Williams came back for a scene. Mm. You have J- Jonna, right? Yeah, Jonna. She's supposed to be a major part of it. You have um, Gigi, ZZ, whatever. Carrie Russell's character. Zor- oh, Zori. Zori. Zor- Zor- Who does it? It's Zori, Zori Bliss. Zori. Zori, yes. I keep The Bliss is the thing that always throws me. It always feels like a weird name. It sounds like a stripper name. So she's got... Or a she has probably a decent role. And then we have all the characters that we already know that are there. Mm-hmm. We also have a rumored... Whoever the, the Bilbo... Blip, blow, blip, blop, blop, blop with Bilbo the horns. Bilbo isn't it? Yeah, he's on the Falcon. Because they made a big deal about him on the Force Friday reveal, where there's, you know, this is the character and he's really cool, but I can't say anything. Can I? T- no, I can't say anything. Like, Which, it are you like... talking about the little, the little guy that comes with C three PO? No, 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 droid? not the droid dude. The the dude that comes with the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yes. Is that green alien that's got the horns oh, yeah, on the yeah, side? The, the Blippo, kids. Blippo, I think, yes. something like that, or Bumpo the Bumpo the clown, whatever yeah. his name is. Blippo the clown. Like, but they made it out to be that there's going to that. be. He has a major role. We may have the Emperor be a major role in and of itself. We're already looking at 15 characters that yep. are supposed to have major screen time. Well, uh, and now, Dennis Lawson as Wedge is supposedly in the mix. How much screen time can he be- can he have? I'm really glad we already know Poe's parents. Yeah. Because that's that rumor came out, and I was like, thank God. And by the we way, already knew Poe's parents. it's not Bilbo that's in it. All right, it's Pip that's in it. So there. Bah, 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 Dominic Moynihan's in it. That's Mary. Is he Mary? Oh, yeah, yep. he is Mary. Yep. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. If you're going to make the joke, you better be sure. <laughs> yes, it is. Because mm-hmm. t- no. Pippin, yes, Pippin takes care of him. Pippin. No, and Mary. And... Mary is Dominic Monaghan. Billy Boyd is Pippin. Okay, yeah, okay. I just kept thinking that. Okay, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen this. But, um,. But they're they're on it. Matt Smith's in it. People forgotten he's in it because yeah. I I got a feeling they're trying desperately to keep his role under wraps. So there's a I mean there's a lot of people. There's like 15 characters. This in This movie it. better be like four hours. It's I know already they said it's, it's three hours. It's two. Yeah, it's two. It's not three. Is it? Is it? Isn't it, it like two twenty, two thirty? No, I thought it was closer to three. God, that's crazy. I thought it was like three oh six or it's something. Gonna, that could I be. knew this was going to happen. It's going to start being a staple in movies now, where they're going to run into three hour long movies. Well, the thing is, we've done that before, where people are just like. Oh my god, we're never going to get short movies anymore. Like we did that for a long time. We had that round return of the king. King Kong was almost 3 hours. The yeah. director's cut is 3 hours. Yeah, king Kong release was 2:20. With every big movie. Now oh yeah, you big... did. You mm-hmm. Return of the King, King Kong, uh, Peter Jackson's movies were long. You had a lot of films that were long. And you had a lot of event films that were long and you had smaller tentpole. Traffic released it almost 3 hours. You know, you had the guys that were doing long films. And if you have the story that warrants it, something like Endgame, Endgame is a long film. Endgame is 306. Endgame is huge, but it's also three films. Right. I mean, it's, it's got these three major pieces to take. Yeah. The first time you see it, it doesn't feel like it. The second or third time, you're like, dang, this movie's long. Because now you know how long it is. You get to that point in the middle with the time heist, and they're trying to figure out exactly how to go, and you're like, 
there's still like an hour left in this film. <laughs> I can't get well, yeah. through this in one shot. But also, like with Endgame, there's parts in the middle that I could I could have seen them take out, and it still wouldn't affect the story as much. Well, that's that, when people do that. That starts drives me crazy too, because there's also there's more to a film than me than there's the plot. Because what do, what do we get with almost every film that gets criticized? Characterization was stupid. Mm. We don't get to spend enough time with the characters. We don't get to spend enough time with the characters. Spend... And Marvel cuts a lot of that out because. Well, you want to know about Doctor Strange? There's two other films you need to see. That's what will teach you about Doctor Strange. Especially all the characters that you get yeah. towards the end when they come back. Is all people, you know, if you just see Endgame without having seen another Marvel film, the last third of it makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. who's, 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 who's the girl with the hair? What's the, what's the chick with the red that can, moves her hands and stuff? Comes, what, is all go, what is going on here? <laughs> so J.J. Abrams did an interview not too long ago, and they asked him about the writing time. He said, well, it can be anywhere from five minutes to four hours. Five minutes would be interesting. <laughs> they definitely... It's, a, it's a, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's the scroll. You're, you're, you're my only hope. No. Directed by George Lucas. That's my favorite. Of the short no, ones where yeah. they just do the three. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. No. Directed, written and directed by George Lucas. Um, They just bring back the But they did say this will be the longest Lucasfilm movie of all time. Oh, easily. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't have anything that's over like two... Because Last Jedi was two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, it's wrapping up a saga, so I get it yeah. being longer. You have a lot of story to tell. I'd rather them do too it. much than too little right? exactly. for something like that. Yeah. Force Awakens is the type. Like, if Force Awakens was four hours, I might have been like, come on. Right. Like, four hours to get me to just to show me that Luke's on an island? <laughs> That's, no. Yeah. Even even Last Jedi is doing it. But when you're wrapping up nine films. Last Jedi has so much to do, and everyone kept saying you got to cut out the casino stuff. And I said, the casino stuff is there to establish Finn. Ray and DJ. DJ's important yes. because he's the one that Ryan seems to go out of his way. And we'll talk about this with Ryan later too. Ryan went out of his way in that film to take Star Wars tropes and completely blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. And that's the trope. DJ is the Lando Han Solo character who continues to be D- right, Han Solo or Lando. Yeah. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's well, the biggest villain in the whole thing. I'd love it because he, well, he also tells me because he says in there, look, the rebels are selling, you know, the resistance, yeah. is sell- the, or the new republic is selling he's to the, the bad independent guys. The bad guys are selling. Yeah. He's an important part. The whole that whole sequence is important. Yeah, and people that say it isn't, and this is this is like, what's stupid? Just you, I mean, it looks cool. And I'm like, have you seen any Star Wars films? They no, all look cool. There's a lot of stuff that happens that it looks cool. The Battle of Hoth doesn't need to be nearly as long as it is. You right. know, from the start, they have no chance. But it looks awesome as they're well, trying to do it. The complaint that I had when I first saw it was that. It serves no purpose because they don't achieve anything with it, and then well, they do achieve it. You made the you made the point. Well, yeah, they do achieve something. It, that's Finn's turning point in his yeah. character. Also, and that was most to be of the honest, time that they was, don't that wasn't anything. my original. My feel, I kind of had that in the ether. It was I read it online that pulled it out. That was yeah. the thing, you know, because I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I knew it as soon as I saw it. Oh, I mm-hmm. saw it. And I was like, I know there's something here because you see Finn change, right? When they get back to the ship and when he gets betrayed and all that stuff, but even and when what, it was mentioned, when it was sawed in something in one there. of those pieces of all the stuff that was what Ryan was doing, because a lot of like what I really liked about it and the stuff that I couldn't necessarily put into the words I wanted to, but then reading other people reviewing it was exactly what I said. Ryan takes a lot of these tropes of Star Wars and destroys them because mm-hmm. nothing in that originally trilogy should work. Right. It's because it's a movie and it's 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 fun and it's it's cool and everything happens. And we're in a cynical age in which we we look at it and we we look at film like oh, that would never happen. Well, There's no way that happened. Oh, of course that happens that way. Well, look at the Luke going and leaving Dagobah and going to Bespin is the perfect example of this is the same type of scenario. And it doesn't if Luke, he doesn't if go, he doesn't go nothing changes. No, if he goes nothing changes. Well, then you get Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is Indy doesn't have to be in that film at all. Yeah, right. The most important person in Raiders of the Lost Ark is Belloc because Belloc demands to open the open the chest. Yeah. Once he opens the chest, everything is done. Yeah. You know, it, you, it, you that shot of the Fuhrer in Germany. Like, when does it get here? You don't know what it is. What? Why is it not here? <laughs> it's so funny because I've been watching. You know, I've finished up all of Young Indiana Jones, and there's so many times where, even as a kid. He still doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he, it's yeah. all every, every everything's done by luck. Every movie that you have is the Deus Ex Machina luck. Star Wars is based off luck, mm-hmm. and then you just you go into the Force, and then you have Han Solo. That's not how the Force works. That's probably the best line of 
the new series. <laughs> um, so yeah, Wedge is coming back to Star Wars. I think honestly, I think they need to get the ships. They need to get X wings and stuff. I have a feeling he's right. He's he's he'll the be one in the fleet. Yes. No, I have a feeling he's the one that that they go to to get. He's like collected a, a fleet of. X-Men I or something I don't like think that. you're going to see that in this film because a lot of the the journey to the rise of Skywalker, the 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 publishing right. event that's coming, that's what that, a lot of that well, is. Well, it seemed like in even with the first book of Alliance, the first uh, comic Allegiance, it, Allegiance. Sorry, the first mm-hmm. issue of Allegiance, they they're looking to get the mm-hmm. ships. That's what they, they there's um. Boy, there's a lot there's of the people young, talking about Ray's powers. Young like that, off the yeah, young adult novel that just came out. Oh, it's just in Ireland, and I can't remember. I'm reading it, and I can't remember the name of it. All of a sudden, it's got Ray on the cover, but it's the same thing. It's Ray, Poe, and Rose getting supplies. Yeah, <laughs> it's always because they're like these supplies are really going to help us overthrow the First Order. And it's it's like food. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of blasters well, there that'll help be... us overthrow the First Order. Like you've seen. They need to be. Did well you fed, see Chris? what's above crate? There's 40 star destroyers. <laughs> you have your entire resistance is in the hold of the of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> like a couple blasters isn't going to help you defeat hundreds of thousands of troopers and ships and everything. It's just kind of funny the, the way that it's presented is very much like the original Star Wars, where it's hey, we just need we just need a couple teddy bears mm-hmm. and a spear, and we'll throw overthrow the Empire. And then later, the EU is – that's not where it stopped. Right. <laughs> you're just from that point, you're going, okay, do we still have to – we have to take back Coruscant, and we have to destroy all these Star Destroyers, and we have to knock down this, and we have to go get this. And the war still continues for another few do years. Do you think we'll see Coruscant in this film? No. You don't think so? Nope. Because you saw it in Aftermath. Did, well, yeah, we mm-hmm. did We did get a little bit of – got a lot of it because that's where Masamita was. Yeah. And they wanted him, even though that kind of destroys the whole anti-alien policy, but whatever. Yeah, I know. That's and they try to get that back, and I'm like, this doesn't make... Okay. Hey, story <laughs> group, the whole point, try to keep this a little straight here. Get the Bible going. I don't... I don't. It's... <laughs> we've barely seen the same planet twice. I know. I don't think we've seen the same planet twice. We haven't... We've never gone back to Jakku. God, thank God. They yes, we have. Octo. Yes, because it's in there for two seconds. Yeah, but Octo doesn't count for for Force Awakens. It's in it for half a second. Yes. It's not. It's not like. I mean, we'll see what happens when we get to Episode Nine. But it's not like the first act of Episode <laughs> Nine takes place the same place as the first act of the other one, the most important planet in the entire galaxy, which Tatooine. is Tatooine. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, most important planet in the galaxy. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, it's funny is the last trailer that they showed, you know, the, the big trailer we had with Star Wars, where you see the Imperial fleet come in. Um, a lot of people are, are trying to dissect it down to where they see that one of the Star Destroyers and it looks like it's damaged. Obviously, they're thinking it's the Chimera and it's Thrawn because... You know, effects, yeah, it's Imperial Star Destroyers. Right. You know what my thought was? Those are resistant Star Destroyers. That's the fleet that they use to defeat the First Order. So it's to tie everything together. The the rebel they're getting, they're getting. Well, it's in the EU. Remember the first time we read? Oh yeah, yeah. Dark Empire, Dark Empire. Lando's flying a star destroyer. He's the captain of a star destroyer attacking Coruscant. It's in the books that they they converted a bunch of star destroyers. Right. My thought is that that's a ghost fleet of Imperial star destroyers that the Resistance finds, and that's how they get a fleet. There is a rumor, and I don't know if it's. All these and we need like the cut. We need like the non, just enough to not get sued of that song, that we can play every time we say rumor. Yeah, and just click and like, think about all these rumors, like me every day. Um, it's the um, oh god, I just lost her name. Now I've got rumors in my head. Uh, the chick from ba- uh, the chick. Yes, Battlefront Two. Uh, oh. From in, in yep. Inferno Squad, there's a rumor that it's her, and she's gathered. I doubt it. Some of the fleet. I doubt they use characters from those type of things. See, I, that's what I said. They don't. They they don't do that. No, that's the thing. For all the people who are like, oh, we're gonna see Sana Solo. We're gonna see Thrawn, and mm-hmm. Thrawn's the only thing that's come from one media to the other. And even then, they didn't use him in the film. They went from the books to no uh, Maul. Maul. 
Miles from Miles Gone from the No, no, I'm talking going forward. Going oh, forward. Oh, yes. If you're taking the movies and then the cartoons and then the books slash comics right. in that kind of tier, no one comes up. Right. No one invent we haven't seen anybody from Rebels created in Clone Wars in a film. Unless we haven't seen anybody Chopper. And that was just a, a That's a quick. character. That's a comment. Like right. making a major point. We we haven't seen I say it's because of the voices. They they've It doesn't matter. They've done a good job. It's also of the keeping fact the that when you're creating the, the movies, oh yeah. Those people want to create their own stuff. Yes. So I, I mean because the rumor could be it could be him. Or if it's an Imperial fleet, it's uh, Sloan. Mm-hmm. You know these characters that we've seen in other in other things, but we notice that those characters seem to continue their stories in the media in which they're created. Oh, I totally agree. Sloan's story is told to you within books and yes. media. Ezra's story is going to be told to, to to you through cartoons. Ahsoka's story to through mm-hmm. cartoons. You're not going to get. I don't think you're going to get those characters going forward. I can see Hondo. Only because they've, they've but done... But even then, Hondo's never going to appear in a film. Uh, no, I could see him like in The Mandalorian or something. I don't think you're going to see him in that either. Because again, character that's Dave Filoni's. Dave Filoni is directing an episode. He's on it. But mm-hmm. he's, it's not like he's pushing this story. He's not the... the showrunner. Um, showrunner. So maybe... But even that, I, I don't think you see him. Because, because they did do a live-action prosthetic for Galaxy's Edge. That's different. I know. That's much different. No, I, I, I totally agree. Please, oh God, I just swear to God, Batu better not show up in this film. I'm, I'm, more, I'm, I'm so sick of Batu so already. I think it, it will be. So sick of it. It just seems like... My fear is that that's where they get the Falcon back. Because within, within the storyline, the Falcon is sitting on Batu between these two films. <laughs> yes, and so is Chewie. Yeah. Because Chewie goes there to get reserves, and in doing so, he... Well, if you read, he, if you read the Pirate's Price... Yeah. That you find out how Hondo gets the Millennium Falcon. Chewie leaves it in his care. Right. Well, he, he said that that's part of But the... Chewie leaves. He leaves the Millennium Falcon on Batuu and he leaves. So my, my fear is that he come. That what you'll, you'll see in the film is him coming back to Batuu to pick up the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can actually, I can see that happening. Marketing. But then you might get... Synergy. But then you might get Hondo then at that point. You might see him in the background. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So um, we, the entire trailer on Monday is just Hondo. Oh god, <laughs> it's Hondo. I, mean, I would totally be okay because I Hondo, I love Ezra Hondo. and, and Thrawn. Well, no, just the, just Hondo like telling you the whole story. It's the, the like um, what's his face? Michael Pena's character yes. telling you the thing. I'd love it for Hondo because Pirates Price is a, is a, it's a, one of the young adventure novels at the Flight of the Falcon that they have like what happens to the Falcon mm-hmm. and how it gets to all these different places when uh, when Solo was out. And in Pirate's Price, there's there's a story of Hondo and the Falcon early on, like right. when Han just gets it. And then the last story is how it gets to Batuu and how Hondo gets kind of, not necessarily control so of it. So Lando, Lando's there on Batuu and... No, it's it's Chewie. Well, then where this, do you fit Lando into it? Lando's not into it at that point. Lando's, Lando no. goes to Batuu, picks up the Falcon and goes to save them or whatever. That's what we're wondering too, is that Lando and Chewie go get the Falcon. And that's, that's what I just said. Seeing. Later, but he's not in. He's not in the book. No, 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 no. I mean, what I'm, so, I'm, well, what I'm talking about. It doesn't, doesn't matter. So, <laughs> no, you, doesn't matter. I'm just missing. No, you. I'm. I'm just. <laughs> that wasn't the part of my story. I know. It was that the book is told through Hondo's eyes, mm-hmm. and it's written super well as you're reading it, and you're like, this voice is perfect, mm-hmm. and he's a lot of fun, and he's really funny. This would be like kind of cool to have him tell the whole story. Tell the tell the the Star Wars story as Hondo. Ow. Sorry. Somehow the Freddie Prince thing, which we're now going to be talking about, disappeared. Um, this so is, This is brilliant radio. This is fantastic. That's good stuff. Why don't we get in the running car? I love that commercial so much. Why don't we just get in the running car? What, are you crazy? Let's hide behind those chainsaws. Okay. Brilliant radio. Ow. There we go. All right. I'm going to move my headphones. I'm afraid you haven't reset the volume. Oh, yeah, I did. Are you sure? Yeah, just in case. All right. So you're going to set this up, or are you just going to have them start dropping the F-bomb? So speaking of Rebels and all kinds of characters, Freddie Prince Jr. recently did a podcast. Freddie Prince Jr. is not a character in the Star Wars universe. 
Well, no, he isn't, but his voice was. Because oh. he was the voice of Kanan. I was waiting in to see if you Rebels. I was waiting because I thought he was going to say Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, I probably would have. Um, so he was on a podcast recently where he got to basically vent about his feelings about i wonder what where the context of this is like when i listened to it the first time it's like, weird because yeah it just well they of, don't they don't give you the question too right which is it's always helpful to have a question because you're wondering how leading it is yeah like what's the conversation that leads to him because as we get to it i don't know if you're going to beep it out or no not. i'm not I, I, okay, i'm going to so purposely we'll, leave in and we're going to get the yeah we need the we need to put the Expletives. Expletives. There we go. I'm going to purposely... English is good. (laughs) Leaving the expletives. Me no English. Because you lose it. Me no English? That's impossible. (laughs) 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 Oh Oh my God. I was in class today. I was doing the the aqua fitness class. And it's just me and Melissa um, uh, had something to do this morning. And I just start chuckling. And one of the other ladies looks at me and like, what's wrong with you? And I said, oh, just going over Simpsons quotes in my head. <laughs> I don't know why I got stuck on Bart on the Road for, uh, for <laughs> when he gets the driver's license. Mm-hmm. He takes the kids and they're in the car. <laughs> hey, Bart, can we stop for ice cream? Sure. Let's get way to that way station. I don't see why not. Bart, can we pick up that hitchhiker? Sure. Uh, Bart, can we stop for ice cream? Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't think I was rehabilitated, but uh, I guess they needed the extra bed. And I just started laughing. <laughs> it's all in my head. And I started laughing like crazy because I love that one so much. So Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> was not a, was not on was the Simpsons. not on the Simpsons. Actually, I think he was on a yeah, Simpsons. I, think he, I think he did an episode of the Simpsons because I think it was him and Sarah Michelle Gellar did an episode of the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They've been married forever. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going to leave in the expl- expletives because, first of all, he says it so often that it would just be cutting out almost the entire show. And second, it loses its point if you if you don't. It'd just be a long beep, the, and then that beep. So like every reality show on TV. Yeah. So this is Freddie Prince Jr. explaining explain Star podcast? Wars. Um... <laughs> We're prepared. <laughs> I had That's the other one we need. We need... We need, uh, we need um... Scar song. Be, be prepared. prepared. <laughs> but once we get once we get the new soundboard, we can actually put. Oh God, we're getting another soundboard. Yeah, we're simplifying. It's, it's gonna be Are a, we? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So the thing that I said five years ago, it only took you four years to get a Tascam. Here's Freddie Prince Jr. explaining Star Wars and the Force and his take on fandom. I did a Star Wars cartoon. So even I get hate from Star Wars fans when I'm like, look, dog, you're just mad the franchise isn't aging with you. Right. Right. But that ain't how it works. The first one was for fucking kids. Right. The second three were for different fucking kids. Mm -hmm. And this one is for kids. You just pissed off that Han Solo gave the fucking Millennium Falcon to a girl. (laughs) That's it. Because Luke Skywalker is Cinderella. Or Sleeping Beauty, yeah. okay? He can talk to things that don't speak English and understands what they're fucking saying. <laughs> yeah. He gets a fairy godfather instead of a fairy godmother who teaches him how to be the best Jedi in the world in no time fucking flat. And everybody, like, I know more about the Force than most people because Dave Filoni taught me and George Lucas taught him. And all these video games have fucked people up on what the Force is. Like, Luke's skill doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. Right. The Emperor doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Force dictates who wins or loses based on balance. And here's the the... the the, the quick version on how to explain it to all these people who fucking think they get to decide. In the first fuck, if you want to do this like time-wise, Palpatine, you would say, and Yoda are the smartest too. Palpatine clearly smarter because Yoda was blind to the power of the dark side and the seduction of, of Anakin. So let's talk about the seduction of Anakin fucking Skywalker for a second. <laughs> if the Emperor is the smartest dude in the, in the universe and knows that the Force dictates this, if he kills who he sees as a rival, Anakin, then he knows the Force is just going to fucking correct that because the Emperor knows this. These are George Lucas's words, not mine, so fuck you if you disagree with me. <laughs> straight, straight up, this is information, not affirmation time. Straight up, man. So the Emperor knows that. So instead of killing Anakin, what does he do? He seduces Anakin to double the strength of the dark side. So then what does the Force do? Balance. It balances us. How? It gives us twins, Mm. Luke and Leia, two and fucking two. 
balance. And if you look at the movie through just that simple perspective, you will not only know why every single bad guy loses and every single good guy loses, you'll know who's gonna win and lose in the next fucking movies. I can tell you, I just don't wanna wreck it. People bitch about the dumbest shit like it's archetype characters. This is George Lucas's words. There is no Jack Bauer in Star Wars. That character doesn't exist. It's not Han Solo. Han Solo is a reluctant hero, okay? He's a reluctant hero. That's the archetype. Darth Maul, where everybody wants to win, and he's everyone's favorite because he looks sick and he's great in the video games. He does look cool. Fuck you guys. He's <laughs> Sisyphus. He is born to fail. Learn your Greek mythology like, I don't know, George fucking Lucas did. He's cursed to roll a boulder up the hill only to have it roll to the bottom again every single time yes. for eternity. Yes. That is Darth Maul's quest. Yes. He's in on the joke, you guys. He knows it. He's just cursed to live that life. Again, not my opinion. George Lucas is. So go fuck yourself if you disagree. You don't get to level up in the Star Wars world. That's a fucking video game. There's no such thing as a gray Jedi. Qui-Gon even says, I turn towards the light because it's there. There's no gray. There's no... That's... That's pretend fan fiction shit, which is cool, but don't try to canonize it because it doesn't work. And I'm never going to buy it ever. Star Wars is for fucking kids. Sorry. I'm yeah, sorry, man. That was incredible. By the way, that was from uh, the All Things Comedy podcast. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> so he doesn't say as much about fans as he does. I mean, he does because he's talking about the thing. The well, balance thing has been that, that big part of it. And the thing, it's always funny when people say, this is George Lucas. I'm like, that's great. Lucas isn't in charge of it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't get to be. I mean, apparently Lucas is mad that they went this way. Lucas didn't get to do this. Lucas didn't get to do that. He couldn't have been that mad because apparently he's a part of the Mandalorian. Well, he was there on set. Like he's he has it. no. He has like creative credit on at least one of the episodes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always been. Listed they they as a always consultant. no, but not no. Talking like script credit. Oh, hmm. which means well, he probably changed not, some of the lines that were in there. But it's not hard to believe because he is no, a but close it, relationship it's with still, Tony. It's and... still something where it's kind of funny to have. Mm-hmm. When people are like, well, George Lucas said, like, George Lucas don't own it no more. Yeah, but so, but the, the points about the Grey Jedi and the leveling oh, up the and all the Grey Jedi. But also for them, for it was them nice to have say, someone affirm what I've been saying for years. I know. It's like the idiots that are obsessed with this Grey Jedi thing. For him to say, well, George Lucas said it, and so that's why it is. And, and you saying, well, he doesn't own it anymore. Well, he's the one who created this whole thing. He universe. set up the rules he of knows, the world. He knows this whole world better than anybody else. Right. So for them... <laughs> To say like, oh well, George Lucas says it. That's why it's true. Rather, regardless of you know where the, what company owns it now and what direction they're taking, it's all based on what George Lucas set up. So they, I completely understand right. that. But at the same time, they can change it. Disney can want. change whatever they want. That's yeah. that's the thing. He his power, his power, his power over the Force is no longer in existence mm-hmm. because if Disney decides. That we want the good guys to completely win, and there's no balance. If Lucas's thing was always balance, 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 and I doubt any of that existed before the prequels, because in the prequels you get two bad guys and two good guys who were left. Mm-hmm. Not even just the twins, but Yoda and, and Kenobi. There are other Jedi that survive, right? But two major Jedi, the only two Council members that survive, two are, Masters. Yeah, or well, there's other Masters well, there's that are in the Council. There's only two true. Council members that survive, correct? Yoda and Kenobi, which is basically the Emperor and Vader. And the master and the guy who's really close, the second most powerful of them, or whatever. But he was also on the council, so you know. But he wasn't given the rank of master, so. Yeah, but he was, wasn't really on the council because he wasn't brought into the council himself. So the balance thing, <laughs> the balance thing, it's, it's is the balance thing is, is interesting because then if you want to go with, with it's the balance thing, then, then where are we at? Because you have Ray and mm-hmm. you have Kylo, and you had Snoke, and then Snoke dies. So Luke, Luke puts himself back in the force, but does he die now because Snoke died? If you're thinking about balance, Luke turns himself off yes. to the force, and Snoke is a force master. You know, in, in some regard, he has a very large mastery of the force. Right. He dies. Luke connects himself back to the force, and then he sacrifices himself. Yes. So there's balance. balance. So now it's just Rey and Kylo. And Leia. But Leia doesn't do anything other than her Mary Poppins book that just pissed everybody off. I still think I, I know the, um, I know the Black Spire book you didn't you didn't care for too much, but that passage, oh, the big one, yeah, yeah, the passage about Leia and, and her, the 
she chooses not to use her abilities because she right. has to be, you know, this leader and she has to be there for the people. I thought it was brilliant. Well, she says it in Last Shot. Yes. Where she was like, I don't have time for this. Right. That's not my role. And that's the the certain point of view, which can be argued as canon or not, is Yoda and Kenobi and Kenobi saying, it's Luke you're getting and not Leia. Because we put Leia in a position that I can't pull her out to come train with you. Right. She's already, she needs to do, she needs to be a part of the rebellion. Right. Not Luke. I can pull Luke away. And then turns around and is like, well, I guess I can't because it takes him four years or whatever. <laughs> it's two years before he shows up on Dagobah. Yeah. That'll be an interesting part of this. I hope they explore that in the Marvel comic series to a certain degree of the fact that he was on Dagobah and he leaves. And how, he doesn't go back right away. Well, I hope they also explain how long he was on Dagobah. Two days. Because <laughs> then it's like, well, you, you got to stop arguing about how Luke did all that training and Ray didn't. And right. Ray's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's also in the, 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 the young adult book that I'm reading right now. They talk about Ray being a pilot and Poe Poe's in the Falcon. He wants to fly and she refuses to let him fly. And in the kind of internal, he's going, I don't understand how such a. And he's, you no, know, he says it out loud. He's like, you've didn't start flying until Jakku, and you're supposed to be this great pilot all of a sudden. People forget that, too. Like She's a master. She jumps in the Falcon and outruns two FO TIE fighters, which are supposed to be amazing. The moves she pulls inside the Star Destroyer and the flip Uh and everything that she does, she's she's just as good as Poe, and she's never flown before. But you could chuck that up to her intuition of the Force. Yeah, and and that's That's where people complain, and I always say, like, it's just... It's a mythology character. Right. And I said the archetype stuff. I was glad you mentioned the archetypes, too. I've talked about that for years. Mm-hmm. The characterization of Star Wars, the original movie, is so good. No, it's not. Yeah. There's only one character that changes, and that's Luke. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is exactly the same until the point that Han comes through. Yep. Well, now they changed it because they're like, well, he doesn't shoot first. He waits till Greedo misses like 15 times. I guess I should shoot you now. Um, but nobody else changes. The you know the, the mentor wizard role the reluctant hero the mm-hmm. the strong you know type the damsel that's somewhat in distress he flips a little bit of that but it's still they're all archetypes oh totally and totally. Then, but people are just like oh the, the well, characterization Lucas is so good back no it's then. not Lucas, Lucas by, you know Greek mythology plays a lot into mm-hmm. this it's not even Greek mythology he read Joseph just Campbell mythology, yes. he, no he wrote he he read Joseph Campbell's books and then he stole everything from it <laughs> and it's like I can make a, I can make a story about this now put it in space. Put it in space. Make um, it in space. So, talking about scripts, Ryan Johnson says his... That's not how the Force works. <laughs> you will get me a Coke Zero. His trilogy may not have happened. May not have happened? May not have happened. So, uh, I'm sure there's a ton of people he? happy about that. Oh, don't get me started on that. There's people. Mm, it's like half the tech team at work. I remember it was. I think, you, I think it was for... Was it for... It might have been for Knives Out. But he was asked yeah, he was, by he was um, at a, he was at Bang a... Showbiz. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, right. Uh, since Johnson has since it's been announced, Johnson remained pretty tight-lipped about his ideas. Repeating his working on scripts uh, until Bang Showbiz asked Johnson whether he had any plans to return to the Star Wars franchise. And his response: "Quote: We'll see. I'm still talking to Lucasfilm, and they are figuring out what they are doing. We'll see what happens. I'll be thrilled if it happens. I'm working on my own stuff too." End quote. And the thought is. You kind of know with the stuff that that Iger has said about kind of maybe ramping down a little Mm -hmm. and not putting as much stuff out. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, we only we we know what's coming. We know we have two more TV series and we know that Benioff and Weiss. Yes. I got it right this time. (laughs) Are doing films. And. There's a ride. Kevin Feige is doing a film. Oh yeah, he's well produ- that's he's well, producing a film. Well, there, there's people thinking that he's producing Benioff and Weiss's films. Okay, I that's can a, see that. It, it, the The announcement for Feige producing Star Wars films did not necessarily say they're different than Benioff and Weiss's films. Correct. They just said he. So would. we know we're getting. We know for sure we're getting Benioff and Weiss's films. Yes, and we know for sure that there are three TV series: Kenobi, Cassian, yes. and Mandalore. We wonder, don't. They've never announced anything for Ryan other than I when they first announced it. I wonder if because Disney doesn't know what idea they have, and so they're Ryan's. Ryan is like, oh well, 
I'll just wait till they say what they want to do, and then I'll start writing. I imagine Ryan. Uh, once you go to Ryan and say, "Do you want to do it?" He's got an idea. I mean, he says he has ideas, and he's been kind of working on it. But well, it's then just... he could have also been bringing ideas to Disney, and they're like, ah, "Yeah." But man. it also could be where if if the Game of Thrones guys are doing one set, let's just for the hell of it, just say it's set in in the Old Republic, and then. Johnson's is set in wild space, and you're really you know you're putting these at this around the same time. It may start you know maybe like oh well we're putting them at two different points in history. You know this could get, get confusing, confusing to yeah. some people. Yeah. Either that or it's the fact that I mean it's not like Ryan Johnson's going to stop having a career in two years. So right. Mm-hmm. You do Weiss and Benioffs, and mm-hmm. then you leave a year, and then you do Johnson's. Yeah. And yeah, well, you, I I think. Which is with as much that they've done with Marvel, kind of jumping some different lines and everything. Captain Marvel being set well before and where these movies are in relation to other movies. Black Widow is going to be in two movies. They, they announced yeah, that so she's she, have her movie and then she's doing another movie that is set before her, her death. When did they announce that? That was an announcement that came out last week. Let me see. It was just a small little thing. It kind of just passed by real quick. I think she mentioned it at the. Uh, at the, um, I believe that when I see it. When it actually the comes the rabbit. To the go from rabbit movie. Rabbit movie. Oh, no, Jojo. Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. I want to see that. I do too. Looks hilarious. Um, see, um, when you go from no Black Widow movies to all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're gonna do like ten of them, even though she's dead. I don't know. Well, they didn't say that the second one that she would, she would, she. They said she'd be in it, but they didn't say she would star as. It wouldn't be a second Black Widow movie. Captain Marvel like two. It may be a second Black Widow movie, but it's like, oh, they. Brought someone else in as the character. They're like, you know what? We don't. We don't want new people. We just want. We, let's just keep doing Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> let's just keep. You know, she's dead, but you know, we made a mistake killing her off in Endgame. So, Time Batwoman travel. premiered Time this travel. past week, mm-hmm. which was so good. It was just as good as the original. You know, the first season of uh, Arrow. It was a nice. I hope it's better. Well, yeah. First half season of Arrow was terrible. (laughs) There was, but Arrow had a rocky, rocky start. I mean, oh yeah, because that was the joke with the Flash is that it hit the ground running because they knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. The first season of Flash is fantastic, and then every season after was just as fantastic because it's the same season, right? Um, (laughs) The first half season of Arrow is garbage. They did. They did a really good job. Long time to get their feet under the, uh, you know, under their uh, yeah. Get their feet under them. There we go. Get their arrows in their quiver. No, it's terrible. That makes no sense whatsoever. Sure. No, it doesn't. Yeah, they had to get them all lined up so you can you nope. know, pull them out real quick. So, anyways, it's like a million bad guys. Yeah, and I killed twelve <laughs> of them. You're welcome. Um, so Batwoman hit the ground running, or her cape. I don't know. I can't think of a good Batwoman reference. Um, That's why we leave that stuff up to me. But. They immediately, CW immediately announced they would really like to do a Batwoman Supergirl. It wasn't wasn't CW, CW, it was fans. So fans on Reddit, some fan took the logos for Supergirl and Batwoman and intertwined them to make kind of something similar to the world's finest. But it also looks a lot like the Batman Batman Superman. Yeah, this is the Batman Superman comic that originally had them together. You know, the yeah. Superman symbol was in the middle of the Bat symbol or whatever So people were like, okay, well, we have Supergirl and we have Batwoman now. Why don't we do a crossover with them to make that storyline, you know, on the on TV, basically? I'd rather wait and see if you can actually get Batwoman to have... Like, give Batwoman her own series first before yeah. we go crazy. That's you the, know what I was wondering? All, all this stuff, and that's what I... I hate this media that gets adapted from other media in which some of these things exist. Because people just jump that gun. Like, as soon as Batwoman goes, like, why aren't they doing Batman, Batwoman and Supergirl? I don't understand why they're doing Batwoman She's had one show. You've had one episode on one show, and you already want to kick her off that show and take her and Melissa Benoist and, like, the adventures of whatever. As far as we know... Wait. No, Benoist was in last year's crossover, so she has met Batwoman already. They got to just bring her to that Earth. Like well, this, that, that was to the, do the multiple Earth things. That was like crazy, the, the I think that the force. crisis might might actually combine them. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the moving forces because they thought their two characters did so well together on screen that they're like, well, why don't we do did a crossover they? with them doing World's Finest? I mean, I, they did, Bad obviously. Batwoman was only in that episode for like a quick second. They had to go to Gotham and or something. And I, I did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. I thought she was terrible. She was so much better in this episode. As whatever. She's Kate. Who, she's, who is she? She's, she's Kate Kane. She's Kate Kane, right? 
Is she better as Katie Kane? Because she was worse. Oh no, she it was so much better. Okay, because she was so terrible. much better. No, it was a, it was a good episode. I okay. finally watched it this morning. And, and she's then, she's a good actress. I've seen yeah. her in other stuff. It wasn't I wasn't saying she's a terrible actress, but mm. when I watched that crossover episode, I thought she was terrible as Katie Kane. She was great as Batwoman. Yeah, she she fills out the suit nicely and she's got the attitude and everything for it. No, they they warped. definitely they definitely okay. she definitely got better as Katie Kane. Now here's the thing. I'm wondering if Kevin Conroy isn't the Batman from Her Gotham. I don't think you're gonna put Kevin Conroy in the suit, though. They're not. I don't think so. Well, that's the they, thing. They, they just said he's gonna be in it as, as Bruce Wayne because he's he disappeared. So oh, he could, right, it could be just Bruce Wayne coming back. I tried not to remember who's in Crisis because they've already revealed everything. Yeah, but and also new stuff this week that is really awesome would have been so good to see through. The it. thing I think I think about that is because Kevin Conroy is so much older. Than Ruby Rose, that the way they set it up in this episode, it doesn't make it seem like oh, Bruce she Wayne was... is that much older. Oh than yeah, her. they did. She like, was when Bruce when Batman like, saves no when Batman saves her and her well, tries to save her and her sister and her mom. Right, they're like eleven, twelve. Right, and he's already a grown adult Batman. Right, so maybe so like he's in probably, his 20s or least, 30, like late okay. 20s, 30s. So she's probably so about 10, her, 15 years older. More now, I'd say she's probably no twenty twenty five years older. I don't know because she's probably. You're saying Batman's in his forties by the time he saves her? Yeah, no, not when he saves her. By the time he comes back, she's she's in her she's in her late twenties, early thirties. I'm talking about the whole thing where no, I'm talking about when Kevin Conroy shows up. No, I know. I'm saying. I'm saying. Why don't, we, the, why don't we find they, out if Kevin Conroy does show up? This is yes. the age difference that I'm seeing, based on that. Is that Ke- he was, it's like he when you realize Batman, in episode so he's already two past that, eighteen. He's already more than ten yeah. years older than her. That's when you realize in episode two that Padme's twenty nine and Anakin's only nineteen. <laughs> right. <laughs> or she's fourteen and he's Cougar! eight. She's fourteen and he's eight, and he's saying, <laughs> "I'm going to marry you one day." So, um, Ed, Are you Norton, an angel. Yeah, I've heard they're space pirates. Like George, come on, buddy. Come so basically, on. in the same week, Ed Norton and Jared Leto both came out the saying that they feel betrayed by their both came out perspective, respective, respective. Thank you. Um, superhero superhero franchises. franchises. It's such a different. Their their, their experiences within those franchises are very, completely very different. different. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so start with Ed Norton. He what was it? Was he he was at an he interview had, or something? He had an interview, and he's had issues with the people that he was working on when he did the Hulk, and so he had a big issue about his character, where it was going, and that's what ultimately caused him to leave after that movie was done. I thought he was fired. No, wait, no, he was fired. He was. He let, I thought he was fired Terrence from Howard, Avengers. Avengers. Terrence Howard basically was fired. Terrence, Terrence Howard was not given the option to renew his contract. Ed Norton, yes, I think said that he wasn't going to come back. Right. To do he was so Avengers. upset. But it was right him. before Avengers, wasn't it? Because then that's when they it brought it. right before. It was at least, it was before they shot it. Well, uh, no, I mean, but before they brought out. It was like right after the film. Yeah. Was it? Because, look, this isn't the first time Ed Norton's had a problem on a film. I know. <laughs> Ed Norton is is notoriously hard to work with. Didn't he get into because he's he's in what's that Richard Gere movie Primal Primal, yeah, Fear? Primal Fear? That's yeah. him, right? Is yeah. it him yeah. or is it? Yeah, it's him. No, that's mm-hmm. him. I was getting mixed up with the guy from Saving Private Ryan, uh, the the Machine Gunner. Oh, oh goodness! But didn't he have a problem with Robin Williams when and they did? Uh, did he have a problem with Death Robin Sm- Williams? Death of Smoochie. That's right. He wasn't Death. Ed Norton wasn't Death of Smoochie, wasn't he? I never saw that. No, movie. he didn't. He just he's notorious with having. Yeah, he, I mean, he got he got what's his face fired from American History X, mm-hmm. or made him leave because he didn't he wanted to change that film. Yeah, yeah. And you can because you'll never know what the original film was going to be like. But that Edward Norton is not an easy person to work. I was surprised when they cast him as as the, the Hulk, Hulk for that very reason. Yeah, because I mean, he looks more like how. Banner is usually portrayed in that he's much thinner. Right. Um, but y- y- you get after it. It's sort of the same thing with, with Don Cheadle and, and Terrence Howard. It's hard to watch Iron Man 1 yeah. with Terrence Howard when I'm like, I really wish that was Don Cheadle. Like, mm. I, I love Don Cheadle as an actor. and He's great. Don Cheadle was so much and, better as Rhodey, and, too. 
Mark Ruffalo is fantastic. Oh yeah, and I, I think he's great. I, I could never see Ed Norton doing Thor Ragnarok. No, like I would never believe that. No, you're but, see, the but you I'm, also I'm, I'm undecided. <laughs> what the hell is that? You you also believe you also believe Ruffalo when he's Banner that he's a scientist and Neo that he, yeah. I, I believe he's a little bit more of a scientist. He's a little bit more nerdy than Ed Norton too. Yes, his build is different than what you see in what you would normally see for Banner. Yeah. Right. Because, but that was, I mean, when the characters made, that was part of it was like, Oh look, he's a super skinny kid. And then he turns into this gigantic rage right. monster. And so that there was the differences. And on the screen, you don't also, have as much. Ruffalo is not that much bigger. So if you think, about no, it, I mean, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not like no, but he's he, a gigantic he, human being. It's just, his build is a little different than yeah. the way that you kind of, you would have seen Bruce up until that yeah, point. He's not super scrawny, but he's not like, I you still know, think it would be funny if they wider, hired Eric Bana. Oh god! <laughs> put Eric Bana in. Wow, it. I think there would be that might be the first time you talk seen. about talk about like big actors that you never see anymore. When was the last time we saw Eric Banner in anything? I saw Eric Bana. Banner. Banner was in right. Yeah, Clive was, Owen's the same thing for me. Like Clive Owen was a huge actor for like five years, yeah. and he's in nothing uh, except hey, commercials. He was in something just recently too. <laughs> I just, it's I'm sure they're the, all working, but it's just you it's know, one of they don't have a major just, role. But that's the thing. If you're not in a sci-fi or Marvel film, nobody knows you exist. Yeah. But I think that's also a matter of like a lot of these actors have toned back their bigger franchises to do these smaller films. And you oh, just yeah. don't hear about them anymore because it's like these smaller independent films. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Bana's well, Eric Bana is doing a, a TV series called Dirty John. Never heard of it. He was in the uh, in 2017. He was in the for, uh, the Forgiven. He was that's, oh, that's, that's what movie, I right? saw him in. He was Uther in King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Bad, bad movie. Oh, I saw that. that that's on Prime. I, I put that in the watches just to see how bad it was. Oh God, it's so. <laughs> bad. Now that it's free, I'm like, yeah. I'll oh try that. no, 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 no! It's so bad. Because I, I, I don't waste King I don't Arthur waste story. as much of my time as you. Well, I just watched. Two seasons of She-Ra in like four days. <laughs> that show was really good. And Mermista is my favorite. I love her so much. Her attitude is fantastic. Okay, so Edward awesome. Norton, we've we've kind of covered. Now Jared Leto is now all but Clive hurt. Owens in Gemini Man, by the way. <laughs> wow. Um, so Jared Leto is but Jared Leto's had a problem with this from the start, though, because yeah. he was mad oh, with the screen time. This is just completely, yeah. Jared Leto just needed to shut up. I, and just go back. It's just sing. Well, look, we have to take it easy on Jared Leto because we know he's damaged. Because <laughs> it's on his forehead. I wanted to say damage on my forehead. That's one of the best videos. Look, so... And I want it in cursive because I want to be super pretentious. He's he's basically come out and said that he's very upset and feels betrayed by Warner Brothers because they went ahead with a solo Joker movie that wasn't with him and they chose Joaquin Phoenix to do it. For me... Based on you what you can't do that his Joker you can't yeah that the look Joker, of his Joker you cannot do. But for me, based on what you hear about behind the scenes for Suicide Squad, I can understand Warner Brothers never wanting to work with Jared Leto. <laughs> he got he was starting to get into character and mess with the with the other cast mm. members so much he was sending them like anal beads and used condoms and like, they're like rats and stuff rats like that too. and yeah. like releasing wild animals into their trailers and stuff. I was like, I understand. I just think of like a boar going through the trailer. Just open the door. (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix stayed in character like that too. I mean, he said he was a real ass on the set and he, he that's not say, that's not a, no no that's totally different but he no no came it's back also that's not just in character oh yeah <laughs> like no. he phoenix is supposedly yeah. not but easy he, he came back either. and he apologized to, he said i feel really bad to the cast and crew because i i know i was just really hard to work with because i you know i was in character you know because I mean, he's a very method actor too yeah the thing with but the Leto. thing with jared leto too that doesn't understand is that now as soon as they allowed todd phillips to do a film that isn't in their East, you know their their cinematic universe. You can't make this film with Jared Leto, right? How do you do a film that's set in the eighties? When okay, the heck was that the fish bubbling? Well, apparently, the fish just farted. <laughs> um, uh, a movie set in the eighties when Suicide Squad is set in the two thousands. Yes, and Jared Leto's playing the same character, right? Uh, I, unless he's going to be an infant. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like there's no way that he's in that film. He's the Jason Todd character. I'd still that now would we're gonna, that now, we're gonna, now we're gonna kill Jason Todd too, again. Um, 
Call in, folks. People don't remember that. Yeah, uh, just, just your little things. Like he's never going to be happy with that. My Roll. thing is, I have a problem with actors who get whiny, especially when they didn't do something well, and it's like throwing the blame on on everybody else but them. Well, not everybody. Jared Leto, he's he could be a great actor. There's there's a lot of films. He is a great actor. He's won an Oscar. Not yeah. every not every person who won but it's won just, an Oscar is a great actor. Yeah. You know, like when you start hearing stories about behind the scenes and backstage yeah. and everything, and then you just hear like how much of an ass he was just to get into character. I I mean, like I totally get and it. And the fact you're making a comic every, book movie for that too. Every actor. Well, has not a everybody's going to be George Clooney who says, you know what, I'm really sorry about Batman and Robin. You know, here's no, some, but I, what, come up to me. I'll give you some money for it. The thing that Ethan's saying, and, and the thing that drives you to, it's also the type of film you're in. Like if you're in, if you're in, in character, and you're kind of, I have to be this, and you're in a quote unquote important film. Like you're doing Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Like how how deep and method do you have to get to play the Joker in Suicide Squad? Heath Ledger was method with it, and he was you know like that on set, but he wasn't sending people rats and anal beads. Exactly. Oh it gets to the point That's where so many jokes right there. And just no, let them all go. Nobody wants to work with you. You know, it's like you could be a great actor, but when you do this kind of crap, nobody wants to work with you. Yeah, and, and, so and again, they may work with you when you're on an important picture like. Um, uh, what did he win for? Dallas Buyers yeah, Club. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club, where it's just like, we know we're doing something that means something, and so you're rather, the other actors on board, your Suicide Squad, you're like, we're here, we're drinking, we're going to go get tattoos, the word squad spelled wrong. That's not the same type of film that you're sitting there going, yeah, I, I want rats and wild boars released in my trailer and sex toys <laughs> sent. You know, even something like like, Lord of the Rings, you're doing a quote-unquote important picture. I mean, it won every Oscar. The Return of the King won everything that it could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But everyone together was still able to be together. I mean, if you watch the the films with the, the actors' commentary tracks, it's amazing how close all these guys are. Yeah. Right. Especially the four hobbits. And especially how close they are to the four hobbits and realize that they're on screen. They're in, the, they're in two-thirds of a film together and that's oh, it. they're, they're yeah. in fellowship and that's it you know, you've got two major films afterwards that they never see each other like mm-hmm. dominic moynihan and, Bro- and billy boyd should be really close but and it was the the fellowship was the one that yes really the fellowship that had everything together and it was also the once once uh um frodo leaves with sam they never see any of these characters correct that, that are in the fellowship ever again until the very, the very end. end yeah, the yeah. Very end. well even then they yeah the the the, the the coronation scene and stuff like that. Yeah. So we well, they're at Rosie's and uh, well, the four know. of them together. Yes. yes. But again, to be that close, it's also because it was shot so completely out of order. Right. You know, the last scene that they shot is, or the first scene that they shot is the last scene of, yeah. <laughs> of Frodo going to the gray Havens. You're like, okay, be sad. What? I've been here. For, I've known him for 24 hours. What are you talking about? You got to cry like crazy. You just went on some crazy adventure. You screamed for Frodo. For Frodo. Mr. Frodo. So we used, to, we used to play with the Rocky boxing game. Whenever you knock somebody out, I throw the controller like Frodo. <laughs> it was so good. That game. Was so tough. Jared Leto was a pain in the ass, and he's not going. You know, he's just upset because the Joker did very well, and he's thought of as the worst Joker ever. Well, it's also because he was pitching for the longest time to do a solo Joker movie. Yeah, when you have and a solo, you know that they had plans to do a solo Joker movie, but you also remember that they were going to make Batgirl black, Jewish, and gay. And then they're like, you know what? We're just not going to make this movie anymore. I mean, one of the problems with DC that we've had for the longest time is they just keep announcing all these ideas that never come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I think I won't was... believe Matt Reeves's Matt Batman movie exists until it's on the screen. I think Kevin Smith just uh, was talking to somebody or did something where he, he did an interview where they were talking about why he was talking about why the DC television series are so much are doing so much better than the DC movies. I didn't see any television series make $94 million in one weekend. No. But from just a creative in general, standpoint. You know, from creative, yes. Mm-hmm. Even for the storytelling thing, yeah. From a storytelling standpoint. Meh. I still... I'm, my thing is, is I don't watch any of them anymore because I just got so tired of the same story over and over again. Go watch Aquaman. Oh, you're talking about the series. Yeah. Uh, go watch Aquaman. Oh, God. So anyways, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Um, Didn't we have another story? No, that was it. Oh, okay. We went through everything and added some and went on a few tangents and took everybody with us to the gates of Mordor. For Frodo! Frodo. So, for Frodo, I'm already saying we're going to wrap things up. Sam should have pushed him in. That would have been the best. (laughs) We're just going to change. The ring is mine. 
Oh, damn it. Funk. <laughs> Samwise, what happened to Frodo? Oh, uh, he fell. Yeah, Gollum just pushed him right over. There was a over. rock at the edge there that just, that was was just Gollum was fighting him, and then uh, they both fell, and he caught the... No, he didn't catch but I have the, the rock. Ring. <laughs> and that that's it. Mm. So they're both dead. I'm wondering, Rosie's. Poor, poor Frodo. So I thought it was for Frodo. Poor Frodo afterwards, because... <laughs> oh. Just, that's, then they would have the sequel. Poor They'd Frodo. Have, no, it would be Samwise's truth. I know. I know what you Frodo's did last. Revenge. I know what you did last, Mordor. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, Gollum, Gollum survives, and he comes in and is like, "The fat one pushed him in." <laughs> what? That's not true. So make sure you not check us all. out on Facebook.com/slash/Nerdables. Ross on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and on Instagram as Nerdables, and check out our Facebook. Community page, group page. That's it. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm already saying we'll talk to you next week. The one thing he wanted was the group page, and he doesn't even remember what it's called. We we don't ever. We still do it on our private thread, you know. Yeah, because that's where we're supposed to, (laughs) so we can talk about it. Okay.